Hey, Soraya. I like hey, Jeff. Oh, we see we're twinning <laughs> we, in ways. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, sort of. We share a brain. Yeah. Cell. So, so we're going to be talking about the Dream Syndicate and their tour in the UK. And the Rain Parade. And the Rain Parade. Um, there and was, the great Vicki Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. part of this tour. Yeah. So 10 official dates on the tour um, in England and Scotland. But I, before we get started on that, Soraya, um, and talking about something that has passed, there was another event that has passed recently that I wanted to talk about. There's a lot going on in the Paisley Underground right now, Soraya, but yes. um, you and I were privileged to go to Susanna Hoff's event. So um, I wanted to talk about your experiences last night about, about that. Can you tell us about what you attended? So I attended here in Los Angeles. Um, there was uh, there was a talk about with Susanna Hoffs about her new book, "This Bird Has Flown," and it was part of the Live Talks LA series mm. where she was interviewed by Susan Orleans. And Susan Orleans was the person who did the 1987 interview of the Bangles when they appeared on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Oh, so uh, they have a. They have a long relationship. And uh, so I was there to listen to Susanna talk about her book, the process of writing, her excitement. And Jeff, the quote I walked away from, and this is uh, for many reasons why I like Susanna Hoffs. She said that the question from Susan Orleans is, which is easier, uh, writing songs or writing a book? And Susanna Hoffs said, well, uh I'd say a book and it's the one that I like the I like the most right now and she said but songs contain stories and you can tell a story in a song and you know me I love to dig into the lyrics and so it was just really sweet for me to hear that I said all right um it, it was just a really very beautiful sentiment about how songs and books both have their lyrical component and she's really excited about this book and it's been optioned so we may see an on uh, on-screen adaptation soon who knows but it's in the development stage and um it was just really great to hear her talk about music about the things that she's passionate about her mom and dad were in the audience wow. and it was it was a nice crowd that came to see her I didn't get the beautiful opportunity that you did um, but I did have something unique at my event you got to actually see her uh, up close and she signed your book personally and you got a chance to have some other things signed yeah um but uh yeah mine just says Susanna Hoffs it doesn't have two Soraya I wish it did yeah. I don't know what this is about but aren't those eyes is that what that is? It, it reminds me of the, of the what she's done to your mind cover, but Her maybe eyes. they're birds. Yeah. I don't know. And what's this? I uh, think that's just like sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I had uh, a really interesting thing happen, and that was, uh, she played a selection of songs. She didn't play them all the way through. They were about a minute, minute and a half. She played a. Uh, four songs 
Uh, and she had Fred Armisen play wow. drums. And the great the great John Kalachi played a cymbal, literally a cymbal, little cymbal and a drumstick. Uh, uh, for one of the songs, the song she played was uh, Under My Thumb, uh, Friday, I'm in Love by The Cure, yeah, yeah. then Manic Monday, and Eternal Flame. And Eternal Flame was the one where John Kalachi was played the cymbal. That's cool. That's cool. So, so I didn't get to get a photo with her or be up close, um, but it was still a great experience and I'm excited for her. She said, she, and she just sounds really pumped. Very and, cool. Uh, and also she just released same day the book released. She's released an album that, um, of new covers. The Deep End. Yeah. And she said at last night's talk that um, she is starting to write Ooh. songs. So maybe we'll have even more from her. Excellent. Yeah. So that's some things that have happened in the past. There's some things coming up in early May that include all of the bands that we've co we cover, uh, the primary bands of the Paisley Underground. I wanted to mention those briefly, um, all within a week. So um, yes. So Vicki Peterson and Mark Walton will be part of the Continental Drifters playing a handful of shows in New Orleans. At the uh, uh, Jazz Festival. Yeah. So if you're on that side of the country, please go Continental Drifters. It sounds yeah. great. Um, and I'm trying to remember the venues. Uh, Chicky Wawa's. Chicky Wawa's, yeah. And the other one, Chicky Wawa is just a great name. Yeah, that is great. Oh, and the other one is at Jimmy's. Ah, yeah. So May fifth and May seventh. Yeah. So in New Orleans. So we please actually, go and support. Yeah, we were actually considering going. We were looking at flights and accommodations, but um, we opted for another event, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Then Rain Parade. Um, they're doing a live performance. Um, at May fourth at the yeah. Chapel in San Francisco. We've been there. Yes, and um, their supporting bill includes the Moore Brothers. Oh, I love them. Great. And, Check them and, out. And I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. And yeah. the other band uh, on their bill. May 4th, the Chapel, San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. Why am I? Oh, Kelly Stoltz. Mm-hmm. Kelly Stoltz and Moore Brothers are on that bill. So if you're so inclined and in Northern California on May 4th, go to the chapel, go see them. They're going to be playing songs that you know and songs that you're going to know very soon from the new album. Yep. And, and Derek C will be part of that uh, part of that lineup too. So please go and enjoy yourselves because since we haven't figured out how to teleport ourselves, into a thousand places yet yeah then we've got one more a couple here in los angeles yeah a couple more events so on that yes. same day may 4th what's happening then oh there's gonna be a panel talk moderated by pat thomas but um uh, with the three o'clock and uh, it, uh really to help uh well talk about and help promote this yep rock re-release of Baroque Hoedown, Danny Benair, Michael Quercio, uh, Louis Gutierrez, and Earl Mankey. Yes. And we got tickets for that, Soraya. So we, we yes, got, we yeah. have tickets for that. And 
I wish I had a Star Trek teleporter and then I would just beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. I would go everywhere. Uh, so, and then lastly. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my, days, I forgot. <laughs> a couple days later. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Los Angeles, thanks to the wonderful Paul Rock and Wild Honey Foundation, we have a show of a, a screening of the Dream Syndicate documentary, How Did I, How Did I Find Myself, How Did, wait. How did we find ourselves? How did we find ourselves here? Yeah. Huh. Emil Spolder's uh, great documentary. Uh, we've had Emil on the podcast and he'll, he's going to be there, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah he's going to be there. Him, uh, Steve Wynn, and I think it's also moderated by, by Pat Thomas. Pat Thomas and Dennis Duck will be there in attendance. And Dennis Duck, thank yep. you. Um, so a lot of this going on, Soraya, in the Paisley Underground. So well, if you're in the Los there. Angeles area, San Francisco area, West Coast, if you're no. on the East Coast, there are things for you to do yes. in May. Yes. Within days of one another. Yeah. But <laughs> let's get into our talk. Um, we're joined by Clive, who we've had on our show before, and he um, is able to fill in a lot of a lot of the points that we want to discuss about this dream syndicate show we're talking about some of these uh some of these set Look lists and and um Look at you. Yeah, yeah 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 so um and we were able to pick this up and this is something we'll discuss further later on this was something that was on the tour we'll talk about this later this uh cd set um up from the dream syndicate but i'd say we get into this, this is probably our long intro ever yeah <laughs> let's get going <laughs> All right. So now Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. All right, Soraya. So today we're joined by somebody who's seen not one, not two, not three, but multiple shows on this 10-date tour that Rain Parade and the Dream Syndicate did in the UK, playing in England and in Scotland for a couple of days. So, Mr. Clive Jones, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. And we've had you on before discussing your book. Um, one of the very few books there are on the Paisley Underground, only one of maybe two <laughs> books in them. Uh, it was great to meet you in person. We were just talking offline how uh, Pat Thomas noted that you and I standing in the line in Liverpool, you being the first in line, me being the second, were the biggest fans of the Paisley Underground, one from the UK and one from America. So he was glad to see the two of us meet. So. It's a pleasure having you on. Yes. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So, All right. Go ahead, Soraya. Well, all I was going to say is just to kind of give some context to our listeners. So Jeff and I have talked about it, but Jeff and I went over to the UK and we did catch some of the shows. But Clive, Clive, I think you caught the majority of the shows. I did, yes. Um, I started off, there was a rain parade show in London at the Betsy Trotwood in a, a pub in London, um, which uh, I attended. And after that, we then went into the tour with the Dream Syndicate and the rain parade. Um, first show was at a place called Oxted, which is basically in 
near London, uh, on the outskirts of London. Then I went to Bristol, which was near my hometown. That's my hometown show. Uh, then after that, we went up to Liverpool, which is where I met up with Jeff. And the night after that, it was uh, Leeds. Right. And that was, I let, then left the tour. So I'd done four of the Dream Syndicate Rain Braid shows. The tour went up north and I missed out on Glasgow, Newcastle and Manchester. And I picked the tour up again um, when they finished in London. They finished with two dates in London, one at the Lexington at one at Colours in Hoxton. So it was Fresh. six shows with the two bands in all. Wow. Okay. Jeff, I always say that you're the guy that goes to a lot of shows. Clive, Clive had you beat on this tour. Oh, by far, yeah. I only did half of that amount. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why don't we start at the beginning of the tour then? So Clive, I think for our listeners, they'd really like to hear, I mean, as Jeff mentioned, you've been to so many shows. You, you're very familiar with these bands. We want to know what it was like that first night when you walked in and let's what should we start with rain parade first jeff sure why not so talk to our listeners a little bit about being at the show and seeing this very unique rain parade lineup okay well um i've never actually seen the rain parade although they're one of my favorite bands um they made two visits to the uk in both in 1985 and in spring 85, that was when I was still getting into the Paisley Underground, so I missed out on them. They then came back in November, uh, but at that time I was actually in the United States, so I didn't, I missed out <laughs> on seeing them. And so um, I never actually got to see them. Uh, Matt Pucci actually came to the UK about 10 years ago on vacation, and he played at the Betsy Trotwood solo. But he brought his guitar with him and um, he played electric guitar and played uh, a bunch of Rain Parade songs. So that was, that was great to see him, but I'd never seen the Rain Parade. Now on this particular tour supporting the Dream Syndicate, they were the Rain Parade acoustic. Um, so it was gonna be Matt Pucci and Stephen Roback, who are obviously the main two in the Rain Parade. And presumably for, for reasons of budget, they didn't come over with a, with a full band. Um, so the, the first show was at the Betsy Trotwood in London, which was a gig organized by Nigel Cross, the, who founded Bucketful of Brains magazine. Uh, he was a big supporter of the Rain Parade in the early days, and he stayed in touch with them since then. So he managed to get them to play this extra show um, this afternoon show on a Sunday in London so that was really nice it was um, quite a, a small venue and we had a, a nice long acoustic set from the rain parade it's probably the longest set they played on the tour wow. because they, they were headlining they there was a band called starry-eyed and laughing this great band from um, Britain were also on the bill but the Rain Parade played a set for about 50 minutes or so. Wow. Um, so they played some songs that they didn't play anywhere else on the tour. Um, mm -hmm. They played a song, Believe, which is a Viva Satin song. Uh, that was the only time they played it. Wow. And they then did this really sort of wild encore, 10 minute version of 
David Crosby's Cowboy movie. Oh. Where you had Brain Parade with Starry Eyed and Laughing, the whole, the two bands playing together. Oh, wow. So that was great. Wow. This is the first time hearing about that. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you know if there's any recordings of those? Well, we were told not to make any video recordings or any audio recordings, but okay. you're okay. going to be shocked here to find that somebody actually did make an audio recording. Oh. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid to say they've actually pressed it on me, so I do have a recording of it. Okay. But, but... it wasn't me. It wasn't me that recorded it. I hasten <laughs> to add. Let the record show. <laughs> the record show. Yeah. Excellent. Wow, that sounds like a great, a great show. Yeah. So and uh, then, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. So. I'm surprised to hear that that was their longest performance. I was under the understanding that it was just a couple songs that they did. So, well, they no, had... well um, what was interesting was that we had um, technical problems at the show. We everybody was waiting outside, and there were technical problems to do. I think it was to do with the difference between electricity in the USA and and UK, uh... and somebody had to run around to try and fix things. And so the rain parade said. Um, because it, they were starting late, are we going to have to shorten our set? And uh, so the organizer said to them, no, this is a Betsy Trotwood. You play as long as you like. <laughs> nice. That's very cool. So then we moved to the the Oxted, right? Which was a little theater, right? It's, it's... It was a little theater, which was, it was kind of a strange gig because it was a sit-down gig in... It was, as you say, a theatre, so it was as a seated gig, and it had quite a high stage, um, probably a capacity of about, I don't know, 100, 150 people there. Okay. And I think it was pretty much sold out, so there was a, a good um, attendance there. Yeah, I was looking at tickets the day before, and there were only like a spot here, a seat here. There wasn't a whole yeah. lot when I was looking. Um, unfortunately, yeah. we weren't able to make it. We were too busy, but I was looking at tickets yeah. for that show. Yeah, now I think that the, I don't know the guy who organised it, but I believe he was a Dream Syndicate and a Ray Parade fan, so he was keen to to put this gig on. Okay. So yeah, it was a, it was a good show. At, at that stage, um, the Rain Parade were doing I don't know thirty thirty five minutes all acoustic. Okay. And um, of course, it was the first time I'd seen the Dream Syndicate with Vicky Peterson. Oh yes. Which yeah. was which was a real treat. So on the Going back to the rain parade, how did that carry in that theater setting being acoustic? Um, I projected pretty well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Vicky Peterson, you mentioned. So I, we, Sarai and I were both very excited to see Vicky filling in for um, Jason Victor. So yeah. first night, what was your thought about her playing with the band? Well, I, I was uh, excited to, to see her uh, because I was a big Bangles fan. Um, I mean, she's a different guitarist uh, to Jason. I mean, Jason um, is sort of a kind of a younger guy. So I think he's absorbed influences from more kind of noise guitarists. Um, maybe bands like Sonic Youth have influenced uh, Jason. And so you get quite a lot, lot of noise and feedback with Jason. Now with Vicky, you don't get so much of that. I mean, she can pull it out when required, but she's a more orthodox guitarist. Yeah. And so I think she was concentrating on, you know, learning the parts 
to all these songs in a more straightforward manner. Um, I believe that the band rehearsed a pool of about 20 songs. So it's quite a lot uh, for Vicky to take on board. Yeah, absolutely. And I think she was quite nervous the first few shows that she played. I think she was nervous, but you could see her growing into the role as the tour progressed. Absolutely. And uh, also, I mean, you also had her doing her backing vocals, which was really nice to hear that with, with the Dream Syndicate. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit later about the encore, but even taking on lead on a song or a song and a half or so, right? Yeah, yeah. In the encore set. Soraya? Yeah, Clive, I wanted to uh, piggyback on what you just mentioned about, I, I mean, because you were so fortunate to see the beginning and the end of this tour, plus mm. many stops in between. And it's something that, um, it's an observation that I think is really interesting. So because you saw so many, at the beginning you said she was a bit nervous. Where, where was it in Liverpool? Was it in Leeds? Or was it back in London that you felt that she kind of hit her stride in kind of assuming this newish role as a I guest? I think it was prob probably um, up in either Liverpool or Leeds, that sort of um kind of you know not quite halfway through the tour but um i would say those, those two shows she hit a stride and by the end of the the tour um when they played in um hoxton they did uh when you smile as the encore and she was doing all the the feedback for that not only the intro but also all the way through the song wow and jeff you know when we saw the shows in glasgow uh, the first night, there was a difference between the first night and the second night for me. And they were just back to back. And Jeff had, you know, seen the show in Liverpool. And he said, I really didn't want to give you any feedback. He told me, I don't want to give you any feedback. I want you to walk in and make your own impression. And yeah. she really kind of blew me away. So it's interesting for me to hear about this kind of evolution over a very short period of time. But the first night, Steve Wynn made this comment to the crowd. He said, one thing I told Vicky about being in Dream Syndicate is in the Dream Syndicate, we jam. Yeah. And so it's really great to hear that at the end, she was really kind of taking that in. That makes my, that really makes my heart sore because yeah. she's, she's so talented. And it was kind of like learning to go, go into a different um, a different arena for her. And that is to just kind of improvise and kind of jam along with them. And I mean, we all know that Steve likes to do that. Yeah, and... well, I think maybe um, he made that remark perhaps when they were about to play John Coltrane Stereo Blues because they played that in Glasgow and they also played it um, in London at the Lexington. And I think he made a similar remark at the Lexington uh, just before they played it. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, I, I did. Notice, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. I just did notice a big change between the Liverpool show, which was show number three, and then a few days later in Glasgow myself, because, um, and I mentioned this talking to Vicky afterwards in Liverpool that it seemed like, um, like, well, I credit it as the Dream Syndicate with Vicky Peterson of the Bengals on guitar, whereas in Glasgow it was like a different version of Dream Syndicate, if that makes any sense. It, 
it felt like um, a little bit like Vicky was out of place at the Liverpool show to me, where, or not out of place, but it was like, like she wasn't quite there yet. And I think you said it perfectly. I mean, I would not expect her to be uh, Carl Prakota or, mm. or Paul B. Cutler or Jason Victor at all by any means, but um, it just, it seemed like they were doing their thing and she was like separate. Like it didn't quite fit in altogether for me. And like Soraya said, I didn't want to let Soraya know that my feelings on that until, until she got to see it herself. I didn't want to, not that I would be an influence, but I just wanted to see what her thoughts would be. And then in the Glasgow show, like right away, I was like, oh my gosh, just, just in these few days, it totally changed. So it was maybe like you said, leads. Um, by then it just totally clicked in. And uh, when I was mentioning that to her, she said it was very daunting to learn 20 plus songs. Um, I put together some of the set lists and it looks like she did 22 songs, but as far as I can tell. Um, but anyway, she said it was very daunting to try to learn 20 songs and to still be herself um, and to interject herself in, into these songs. And by the time the Glasgow shows came around, I was like, wow, this is like a version of the Dream Syndicate, not with Vicky Peterson on guitar as a separate entity, but more of like part of that band. That's yeah, how. yeah, yeah. Um, something which I observed with um in the early shows, Steve Wynn would be walking over to Vicky to kind of encourage her to face her while he was playing, and as the tour progressed, I did I thought he wasn't doing that quite so much. He was, you know, he could leave her alone to get on with it more at the end of the tour. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So I I would imagine that would be normal, right? After um just uh just learning all these tracks right mm. yeah a lot to learn yeah yeah a lot to learn and i don't know how how much rehearsal they did if anything together that i i'm not privileged to know but um i'm curious if, how much rehearsal they did on these i think um i mean in they were rehearsing in london that the day that the rain parade were playing at their own show um, wow. so I don't know how many whether it's just one day or maybe more I don't know yeah I, I don't think it was a lot of days put it that way yeah I think probably some of those early shows were some of the rehearsal yeah if you yeah so Clive I have a follow-up question for you and I do want to go back to Rain Prairie before we deal with Dream Syndicate one more time and that yeah. is this being the first time you seeing them live seeing you know this acoustic version yeah. And based on the set list, roughly in the area of about nine songs, uh, you know, eight, sometimes eight, sometimes seven, seven. But that first night, it was nine songs. Happy to leave what she's done to your mind. I look around what you've, uh, what, what, what you've, you've done. done, blue, broken horse, Sunday's almost gone, sad eyes kill and share your love. So we had some new and old. What were your impressions of, of especially the new songs did anything strike you about what you were hearing that night um i was i think it was a good balance between the old and the new and um the new songs sounded good to me and, and obviously once you heard them more than once they they kind of um get stuck in your mind so you know i by the end of uh, the, the tour i was familiar with with the whole set more or less 
so yeah i was i was quite happy i was very um surprised and pleased they did what you've done which is this early rain parade song which they never actually officially released but um managed to escape somehow so people have heard it but yeah i was i was pleased with the set list they put together i'm glad to hear that. i totally agree. i feel exactly the same way it was nice to hear some of the classic songs as well as some of these newer tracks as well and um, like you said, there is a bootleg, at least one bootleg, with what you've done on it that's listed as an Opal track. Right. That's right. Yeah. Which, uh, as, yeah, Early. which is an annoyed Matt, I think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it just goes to I, I just like to mention that Rain Parade does have a new album coming out, where these new songs plus a few more. And the hope is that we'll be having this sometime summer, hopefully June, but you know, it's coming yeah. soon. Yeah, and June then second, of maybe. the of the songs that the Dream Syndicate put together, because you did say roughly about 20 songs were rehearsed. And depending on the night, sometimes you got about 18, 19, all all depending. What did you think about that set list that they put together? Um and, again, I i I was hoping to hear um quite a few of the songs from the first album which is which is what we got right so again it it suited me i thought it's a good balance there there were some new songs which um had featured on the albums that they put out since the comeback which was great um but there was also a lot a lot of the old songs which um i was very pleased to hear and i always uh, i've told jeff this often Dream Syndicate is one of those bands that sometimes they, it doesn't matter the venue, they can just occupy it with sound and, you know, it's it's just this beautiful noise. My question to the two of you, because you saw more than one show, is did you think these these venues, did they fit the Dream Syndicate or, do you, or you know, because when I'm hearing, you know, 100 to 150 people in Oxted and in Glasgow, it was roughly about the same amount. These are small spaces, but big bands, you know, that produce big mm. sound. Did you think the venue was suited them? I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've got a preference for small venues myself. You know, I like, um, I prefer a small venue. Um, the biggest venue that I've seen the Dream Syndicate in, um, when they did their farewell tour in 1988, they played a venue called the Town and Country Club in London, which is a venue which holds about 1,500 people. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, um, I, I, I like a small venue and I thought they, they work quite well. And Jeff, I think, what... I was gonna say, I think Clive for, probably most of the shows you were right up front front and center yeah yeah if not for all of them yeah well that's where i like to be and uh, um I, I did manage to occupy that space thankfully yeah as <laughs> did you i believe when yeah i saw you there yeah yeah I, I i like that space too so if i'm gonna take pictures or video i try not to annoy anybody and have like the camera anywhere except where my body is blocking it yeah. so yeah. And then if you're not up front, that doesn't work because there's usually a body in front of you. So um, it's for that reason. And plus, it's nice to just feel the energy of the band up close. So, yeah. yeah. And I always feel like up front, um, 
I always end up making friends for life in that area because that's those people up front are there to see the show. Whereas further back, a lot of times you'll get people. Well, we, uh, Sarai and I noticed it wasn't the same for the experience that we had in the UK, but at least in the US, further back you go, people you're usually mingling or talking while the bands are playing. Um, we noted that in the UK, the audiences seemed to be very much more respectful and focused on what was happening on the stage. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that something, something that was interesting about the Rain Parade sets was they were doing um, the, the, the set to list that Soraya has outlined. Now, I've got a thing about No Easy Way Down. It's one of my favourite all-time songs by any band. So after the Bristol show, I talked to Matt and I said to him, are you going to play No Easy Way Down, Matt? You've done three shows and you haven't played it. Are you going to play it? And he said, well, we would need Dennis to play drums on that if we were going to play it. So I thought that probably means they're not going to play it. So then we go up to Liverpool, which is the show you were at. And lo and behold, Dennis Duck comes out and they play No Easy Way Down. Yeah. So we have you to thank for that. Thank yeah. you. Well, it, it may be coincidence or, or maybe not. No, I don't think that was coincidence. One other thing I want to mention, and thank you, Clyde, for bringing this up. Uh, and I think the three of us have, can share stories until the cows come home about this. We had a really unique opportunity after these shows to sit and chat with with band members. And it, because it was such an intimate setting, it, it was really conducive to that. So I, I'm kind of giggling that you said, hey, Matt, how come you don't play No Easy Way Down? Boom. Dennis Duck comes out and we get to we get to hear it. I thought that was yeah. great. For and the rest of the tour after that, too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you, Clive. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> for planting that in his ear. But it was really, it was really interesting. And um I think I remarked I had been able to touch base or at least say hello to every single person that I saw on stage. And that included Vicky Peterson. So it was just really unique. And I was curious, was there anyone that you spoke to that you walked away saying, wow, I'm really glad I got to uh, spend some time with that person? Well, I think it was notable that the, all, all the band members came out and, and would talk to people, which which is very good. There, were, there wasn't one of them who was kind of sulking backstage, was there? They were all out there. And uh, yeah, it, it was nice to have a, a brief chat with, with all of them. Um, I, you know, I feel as if you don't want to monopolize their time on these occasions because there's dozens of other people who want to speak to them as well. Exactly. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? Was there someone that you got? I mean, you've you've chatted at some point through throughout the many shows that you've gone to with all of them. But was there someone that you sat and chatted with and said, wow, I'm really glad that happened? No, I think um, it was just neat as you both um, expressed that that everybody was available. And I just thought that was great. I mean, um, we did get to speak with everybody that was on stage, including um, Pat Thomas, who helped put this together. Absolutely. And um, it was just great being able to to speak with everybody and just get an idea of how they felt about the shows and um, just chat about life in general. So it, was, it didn't, wasn't even specific to, um, to the shows, but I, I thought that was just a, a really neat opportunity. And I think um, being in a different country and kind of being isolated away from like home. So if it's in LA, 
that's another story. Everybody zips off home or wherever, but um, we're all, us Americans are all kind of like isolated there. So we had that opportunity of almost like being on an island, which literally we were, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but um, it was a very unique experience that I'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, it was, now that you mentioned that, I will just add this little anecdote. I happened to be sitting at a table with Jeff's wife, Christina, and we saw Stephen Roback and I just said, hello, you know, fully expecting him to continue. And he sat down and he said, it's so nice to see a face, a familiar face from home. And, you know, Christina and I, we just looked at each other and it was kind of surreal, but it was really very sweet. And yeah. um, so it was just nice as a fan to have that moment. And one thing I also wanted to mention in Glasgow, there were people who had been at the uh, 19, the shows in 85. And they said, the last time I saw Rain Parade was in 1985. And I'm so glad I'm here to see them again. And I mean, it was really impressive to me that people had been so patient and waited and got to see them. So it was really cool. Well, I thought that I would never have the opportunity to see them because I, you know, I couldn't see them coming over. But um, but now they've made it over. I want the full band back. <laughs> and you know what? I think all uh, I think you're gonna get it with this new album. I mean, I think they're very they're very focused on wanting to take this on the road at some point. So be careful, Clive. What you wish for? <laughs> I think you're gonna have them in in your backyard. Great. So let me ask the two of you, because you've seen more Dream Syndicate shows than I have. How did, where does this fall in your list? I mean, the, these were good shows. They were strong shows. They were fun shows. But as guys who've seen them before, any any sort of point of comparison or anything you want to observe about, yeah, among the 50 odd shows I've seen, this is pretty much up there or no well i would say um they were kind of at the top for me because of the involvement of vicky um which made it a bit more of a paisley fest really um i didn't see the original band with, with, well i didn't see the band with carl procoda they came over in 1984 i didn't see that but i saw the version of the band uh, with paul b cutler they played at the glastonbury festival in 1986 which I saw, and they did this farewell tour in 1988, which I saw. And then since the comeback, I mean, the Dream Syndicate have come over quite a few times and played in London and maybe one or two cities in the, in the provinces. So I've probably seen them about eight times prior to this, this tour. But um, as far as the... Uh, song selection was concerned and also the bonus of having Vicky in the band this has probably been my my favorite of all the times I've seen them Wonderful. and Clive favorite song that they played for you this time around favorite song I really like Halloween because yeah. that's the the song where Steve Wynn kind of tends to let rip more than any other song and uh, I really like that bit where where he lets let's go on the guitar. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Where did this for you in all your dream syndicate shows? Where does this place? Yeah, it's difficult to say. It's definitely way high up on the list. Um, but 
I recall the first time that I saw Jason Victor playing and my mind was just blown. I absolutely love that guy on guitar, but it was very special and very unique to see um, Bengal Vicky on guitar. So, and as, as we mentioned, like, especially by the time I got to Glasgow, uh, she just was like on fire and just, just a part of that band. So it was a very, very unique experience. And for that reason, I have to say it's real, it was real high up on my list. I'm glad that the Liverpool show wasn't the only opportunity that I had to see Vicky with the band. And the band was on fire. I mean, Steve Wynn in Liverpool and Mark and Dennis, they were just on fire. And Vicky was feeling her way. So it was really unique to get to see that too. So I'm really happy that I got to see more than one show while I was there. But definitely way high up on the list, probably two or three. Favorite- Favorite song, Jeff? You know what? It it was difficult to difficult to say. Um, I was it was really neat to get to see John Coltrane Blues, but um, I have to say I really liked the live version of "Put Some Miles On." It was almost punk rock. Yeah, when they did that, and it was just that one really stood out to me unexpectedly. I didn't expect it to be that great, but like Clive, I, I mean, "The Days of Wine and Roses" is such a classic Paisley Underground album. Anything from that is great. And they did a few different versions of the Days of Wine and Roses, primarily the same, but they've been doing this thing where they'll have a um, a stop at, towards the end of the song and sometimes like an uncomfortably long silence, maybe like a minute it feels like um, before they kick back in and it's great. And they did that in Liverpool. Um, they didn't do that um, that version at in the Glasgow shows. They didn't have that stop point, but... Um, that's always great to hear. So yeah, probably I would have if I had to put one song, put some miles on was okay. Just great. All right. So now I'm gonna ask you to something else. So uh I believe it was the second night in Glasgow during the encore. Steve addressed the Steve went addressed the crowd and he says, What you have on stage is he says it's like the Paisley All Stars. And Jeff and I were talking after the show. And I said, could you imagine a show kind of like three by four where you do have the Paisley Underground All-Stars? My question to you, Clive, and to you, Jeff, do you think a show like that, I guess like kind of a three by four reunion of sorts, could that be a show that should be on, on the road? Because Jeff and I started thinking about lineups and songs and all that what do you think Clive Paisley all-stars yes or no yes definite yes (laughs) (laughs) well you did have uh, that thing in uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco about 10 years ago where you had three o'clock bangles rain parade and dream syndicate yes Yes. Um, if you put all those bands together and brought them to the UK that'd be great let's do it Let's make sure it happens somehow. Oh my gosh. Who do we have to call? Who's got Pat Thomas's number? Let's yeah. see. We're gonna start there and move. Yeah. Because Clive is very influential too. He got he got Ray Parade to add noisy way down. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Somehow the three of us have to figure out how to get in. Oh, I could just imagine that. Because literally we had the Bengals, Rain Parade, Dream Syndicate. All we needed was one member, at least one of the three o'clock and yeah. Paisley All Stars. Well, we got about a minute and a half. One last question that I had for you, Clive, is we kind of had that on, um, we haven't really talked about the encore too much, but the encore performances brought the Rain Parade and the Dream Syndicate together. 
what did you think about those songs that they played for the encore where all those members, including a Bengal, were on stage together? Uh, yeah, that was great. I mean, I guess they, play, they were going to play Hero Takes a Four because the Dream Syndicate did it on the 3 by 4 album, so I was expecting that. Um, but they also did You Are My Friend, again, from 3 by 4 and have Matt and, and Stephen on that, that was great. And then, of course, Too Little Too Late with Vicky on vocals. That was a, an unexpected treat. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of Glory television tribute. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we only got a couple seconds left, Clive. We really wanted to thank you for joining us today and giving your input. Um, and it was great to meet you face to face. And hopefully we'll have more opportunities to do so. I hope so. Bring the band over again. And I <laughs> hope to see you both of you here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Thank really you. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. So, Soraya, that was really cool to have Clive back on again. And somebody who's attended six, uh, seven, if you, he tells us about uh, the that extra. Yeah. yeah, that extra show. So we get but. to... A, a different perspective of and somebody that's seen multiple shows so that was really really cool i think one of the neatest thing about this tour one were the venues they were just interesting venues and i think it's because i'm used to where i've seen these groups here in california and then you know you i walk into a completely different space but the fans were fervent i mean not that they aren't here but it was just neat it was it's a different perspective and i think one of the things that clive brought to my attention is this constantly evolving you know set list and energy and i think just comfort level especially uh when we're talking about uh, vicky peterson that you know stepping in for jason victor uh on these dates this was really a unique tour and yeah. the fans were super appreciative to see them. And I know, you know, you and I talked with people at shows and especially in Glasgow, people were really, I mean, there were people there that said, yeah, last time I saw Rain Parade was in 1985. And I'm so glad that they're back. Yeah. You know, and it's like people have just been patiently waiting and, you know, if you build it, they will come, you know, if you play, <laughs> they'll come. Yes. And yes. even three folks will jump on a plane and go over. And we, we met a couple, they were from Ohio, Ohio. And, uh, they came over, we saw them in Glasgow, you know, just, it's good to see that live music is back one, you know, we've been, we've had a very long break thing. Thanks to COVID. But um, it's just good to see people getting to see bands they've waited a long time to see. Yes, yes. And, and we got some real treats on, on this tour. And it was just fun, fun. It was just yeah. fun all the way around. And um, it was just a unique experience, especially because fans had an opportunity to sit and chat. Yeah. You know, have a moment to say thank you, get things signed. Um, I mean, a lot of times it, when the venue is rather large, you don't have that opportunity unless, you know, you wait, 
when you're backstage or, you know, but this was really unique. And I think it was, I, I think that's what made it really different and special. Yeah. And one thing that was, that stood out to me, Soraya, was that um, not only did we have opportunities to speak with the band members, we had opportunities to speak with fellow fans. And there's that community there that's just like an instant bond because of yeah. our love for music and specifically for these bands. So we got to meet some fantastic people that um, I imagine we'll be friends for life. Um, well, you know, we also haven't mentioned that the podcast got a shout out in Liverpool. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we did. So, yes, we did. Yeah. So Wynn. it was very, very sweet. Uh, Steve Wynn gave, gave our podcast a shout out from the stage. Um, yeah, yeah. Tripped a little on the, on the name because it is long. Let's yeah. uh, let's yes. let's say <laughs> let's speak the truth here yeah. but then he automatically corrected himself but um i and that brought you know so he says oh and paisley stage raspberry paisley stage how did he start paisley sage wait i think he said um parsley and rhyme or something that's like it that. and then he fixed it and they yeah. and someone from the audience said wait and he said it's a podcast about paisley underground and then someone from the audience said go slower we're <laughs> like they were writing it down so but, funny funny enough we had like 15 new su subscribers thank you. That, that night so thank you new friends yes and uh it was just great to meet people who had either heard it or just you know standing around waiting in between sets and People go, oh, you know, oh, are you from here? What, you know, how, how many of these shows have you seen? Of, it was just really cool, mm -hmm. you know. And then when you're standing in a room, what did Clive say about, you know, in the first stop, it was 100, 150 people. When you're in a room with 100 to 150 of your newest, closest friends, you get to talking. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that was really cool. Very but cool. Yep. This and was, this was, uh, I'm so glad we took this trip. And got okay. to see these incarnations of these bands because it was just a lot of fun one and just really unique. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and getting to meet people, um, like I said, yeah. fellow fellow fans, and not only at the show, sorry, but just when we were out and about in Scotland, and just all the people that we met were fantastic. Just great island. So um, it was it was a great trip. I, I can't say it. enough good things mm -hmm. about being in Scotland and being in the UK and uh, that time there. Um, but just to kind of wrap up this discussion about these shows, there are quite a few fan videos out on social media. So, you know, definitely spend some time if if you want to kind of piece together or at least see some of the shows or some of the songs, trust me, they're out there. They're on YouTube, some on Facebook. Um, and people were really generous in sharing their photos and videos. Um, it was a good environment. I think, I mean, it was a quick tour. I mean, cause I think they spent, it was like one day, one day, one day, you know, they had a day off and then kept going. Yeah. I think they only had one day break out of the 10 days, if I'm not mistaken. But it was a great 
It was a great tour. And we cannot wait to continue to see them. We've got a Rain Parade album coming out. At, June um, 2nd is what they're saying. We'll see. I mean, the last date that we heard that we saw online, uh, either via Bandcamp or or maybe their Twitter account is June, yeah, June of twenty three. So, um, hopefully we'll have it. But you know, we've got this. The show is happening in May, and I'm crossing my fingers that uh, that we get a show, more shows, and you. And I, Jeff, are not adverse to getting on the road and going to see them. We've done it before. Or and in we'll the do it again. Yeah, or we'll we jump across an ocean now. <laughs> yes. So, right, something that came up in our conversation with Clive um, was a question that you asked, and it was, um, what was a favorite song that in a Dream Syndicate set? But we didn't get to hear your opinion of that so i'm asking that same question to you for rain parade and dreams and get was there one particular song that was a stood out as a favorite for you on this uh european live tour okay so i have to reiterate i only saw two shows they were both in glasgow so i was fortunate to hear uh john coltrane blues that was it's become one of my favorite songs but but it was the second night in Glasgow when they did Days of Wine and Roses. It was a very punk Days of Wine and Roses. Yeah, it was. And I loved that. Yeah. Okay, so Dream Syndicate. And um, there's, a, there's a new song from Rain Parade that I just couldn't shake. Um, and it's uh, Share Your Love. Yes, that one. It's a really beautiful song. And I mean that I I heard it two nights and both nights it brought tears to my eyes. Like it really just took me. And uh, that, that was my favorite. Yeah. That was, I, I mean, honestly. And then when I think about, if I had to think of an older song, if it's not share your love, well, we heard no easy way down, which is, you know, and I always love that. Yeah. And, and we had Dennis Stuck on drums. I mean, it was just a it was just a cool, cool song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh good picks. Good picks. All right, Soraya. Like you said, oh, we're, Jeff. We're, not, we're not adverse to um seeing some more shows. And um one last thing. Um we just found out that the three o'clock will be performing a song as part of the Wild Honey Nuggets show. In the middle of May in Los Angeles as well. May the 19th at the Alex Theater here in in the Los Angeles area, specifically in Glendale, California. Please, this is a wonderful foundation, Wild Honey Foundation. Um, proceeds from these shows go towards um, autism research. Please support it. It's a fantastic foundation no matter what. I am angry that I will not be in town for this show oh. due to a family commitment. Yeah. But but it's okay because <laughs> I know others who are going and um, but they listen to what they're doing. For this show, it is going to be a Nuggets show. Remember all those shows we did on the Nuggets box here? Boom. Now yeah. we're going to have live music people playing these. Um, the 
it's a Wild Honey Foundation show, but really it's Lenny Kay who's kind of organizing and, and getting the musicians together. And uh, Paisley Underground, three o'clock. Yeah. Three o'clock going to be playing that. Yeah. Now I'm, I, I have my guess as to what song they're playing, but who knows? Yeah. And uh, the lineup continues to have musicians added on. Uh, this is going to be a spectacular night that I will not be here. <laughs> but um, if you're able to, please support and please attend and enjoy good music. Live music is back, thank goodness. Yes. And uh, people are healthy and it's time to support these musicians and and uh, just good music, fun music. Yes. Yeah. And, and good, uh, good community. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Eccles is going to be there. Love. Love. I, I mean, every day they just add a name and I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Remember, yeah. Three O'Clock's going to be there. Our, our friend of the podcast, Ronnie Barnett and Roy. Yes. They're going to be performing. Donald, they're going to be there. With Peter Zaremba from the Flesh Tones. So, so I mean, too many names, yeah. all good. Yes. And an amazing foundation. Agreed. So, all right, Jeff. We keep chit chatting. We need to just be quiet. Yes, indeed. All right, mi gente. Agroviar. Grew on Paisley people. song from from Rain Parade that we'd love playing this song. Try to do justice. Yeah. Yeah. Cozy. Uh, <laughs> it's good though. It's good though, you know? You feel the love. You feel the love. Come on, man. Let's do this. Take it. Yeah. 